Hi, I'm Samantha Lewis, and I'm here with Jay Heiser and Barry Render, authors of Pearson's market-leading operations management title. And today, they're going to be talking about strategic decision-making at McDonald's. Thanks, Samantha. I'm Barry Render. I'm here with my co-author, Jay Heiser. And yes, we, we like McDonald's. We've talked about it a lot in our textbook, and we thought that we would discuss the operation strategy at McDonald's today, which is a topic we cover in Chapter 2. McDonald's is a prime example of constant strategic adjustment and innovation. And their innovation, their use of technology, it's an integral part of its business strategy, and it's its source of what we call competitive advantage in Chapter 2. Jay and I just finished watching a movie that came out a few years ago. It's called The Founder. It's the story of Ray Kroc, and I think it's something that you'll all enjoy. It's actually a pretty good movie on, on Netflix. Um, but we feature McDonald's throughout the book. In Chapter 9, for example, opening the opening global company profile on layout strategies uh, talks about all of the different layout things that McDonald's done has done to give it competitive advantage. So today, Jay, why don't we talk about that and some of the other uh, 10 operations management decisions that our book focuses on as they relate uh, to McDonald's. Fine, Barry. Our listeners may recall that McDonald's initially was focused on fast service and a very limited menu with a very high level of efficiency. The strategy has allowed McDonald's to grow to over 40,000 locations in more than 100 countries with limited menus that vary by country. For instance, there is chicken and fish and even wine in some, but focus in America has been on hamburgers and milkshakes. As, as you said, McDonald's is a leading innovator in, in the fast food industry. It's ongoing significant changes in a variety of OM areas. So why don't we start with the changes in their processes, our topic of chapter seven. Okay, let's talk about chapter seven, process changes. Let me make four points, Jay. Uh, the first one is when I drew, drive through my local McDonald's and I place my order uh, over the microphone, there's no one in the restaurant that's taking that order. I'm speaking to a remote agent, probably operating from his or her house, who handles multiple locations. So this outsourcing of drive-through orders is very efficient for McDonald's and it's increased throughput by 30 orders per hour. In addition, the second point I'd make about process changes is they've set up these self-serving order-taking kiosks. They did that in 2004 that allows customers to use touchscreen machines to order. And now um, the third point I'll make is they have these things called digital menu boards, which uh, allow ordering with artificial intelligence driven voice recognition uh, and they use synthetic human voices and natural language processing algorithms uh, to take orders. And this has shaved almost a minute off from the total time it takes for the average customer to receive their order. And then my fourth observation is they have these things called dynamic menu boards. And they use artificial intelligence again to tailor the items that they offer in real time based on the time of day, the weather, or popular orders at the moment. So for example, if it's very cold out today, when you go to this dynamic menu board, it'll show a bunch of warm drinks that the customer might consider uh, ordering. Now, Barry, let me add an observation about this innovation that you're talking about. It is so good that McDonald's was able to sell the technology it had developed for this automated voice ordering system <clears throat> to IBM. 
creating more revenue for the rest of the whole new revenue stream because of their technology and innovation in this process. Additionally, the former chief executive officer, Steve Estabrook, noted that the technology has been so successful that it's led to average order size increases. They've also innovated via product changes, which is a chapter five in our textbook is called product design. And um, let me just mention a few of these. They added the kids meal, that was a product change in 1977. In the in 1980s, they added breakfast, which as we now know, uh, generates about 25% of US sales and over $2.2 billion in profit. Um, I think it was in 2002, they added the value meal, um 1992 they added these celebrity sponsored meals the first one was a tribute to michael jordan and mariah carey to compete with starbucks in 2007 they were introduced specialty coffee uh mcdonald's was the first to add calories to their menu items in 2013 and now starting in uh just a few years ago they've been experimenting with delivery they started here in florida with about 200 stores and now they have delivery at over 5,000 stores using Grubhub and DoorDash all over the country. Yeah, and Barry, let's go back to uh, looking at the uh, chapter nine, which you mentioned earlier, their layout as a competitive advantage. McDonald's has been so creative with layout that they made changes in the kitchen as the product has changed, all right, at a substantial expense, as you noted. Then they made changes in customer seating. In the case of the Fort Worth store, there's no seating. McDonald's new Texas restaurant has no tables, no seats, no bathrooms, but it does have conveyor belt that route, routes the food to the drivers who use the app to order ahead. Note the strategy change. McDonald's went from no seats inside in its original store to a variety of seat options when they thought people would become in and using their laptops and sit down and have family meals and so forth. But now they're going back to a, a system of no seats and no bathrooms. And it'll be interesting to see how it all works out. The app for ordering ahead may be the most distinctive feature of the new layouts. The automated delivery system for customers who order ahead the app. When you pull up the window and order ahead, a conveyor delivers your food with the help of a robotic arm that pushes the bag out of the out to the waiting car. Now that's a pretty significant layout change. It is, uh, but you know, every time they make these big changes, it's very expensive. I remember when they redesigned the kitchens to speed up the ordering process, that was hundreds of thousands of dollars per restaurant. And when they made those seating arrangements to make it more friendly, Starbucks type of family type of seating, remember they also had the indoor playgrounds, that was three to $400,000 per restaurant to make those changes. So these changes are major investments when you when you uh, want to keep your competitive advantage up. Now, another topic we talk about in Chapter 7 is the technology at McDonald's, and they've, they've changed with that. They now have flexible payment systems with ordering apps. They've got an initiative which is using image re recognition algorithms to scan your license plate and predict what you're likely to order based on the previous occasions uh, that your vehicle had visited the restaurant. I find that very interesting. They're rolling out artificial intelligence and other fourth industrial revolution technologies that are helping to drive internal operation efficiencies as well as supply chain efficiencies. Barry, there's an overriding message here, and that is managers 
need to not only do what they do regularly and do it well, but they need to get out of the box because they're change agents. Managers of great company adjust the culture, they adjust to the market, they adjust to the economy, and they are change agents. They know the culture, they know how to innovate, and they're continuously finding ways to be more effective and more efficient. Initiating and fostering change is difficult, innovation, if you will, but it's the role of great managers. McDonald's has shown how it's done. I want to thank everyone for joining us today, and we look forward to having you with us on our next podcast. Thanks, Jay. I'll see you soon.